0: Hi, you're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Tim Kittsrow from NBA Jam. Whoop-boom-shakalaka! You wanted to come with it, then we got it with punishment. Youngers
1: are with a fucking into what we come with. Others in love with the front and this family is running it. Long as the
0: public is coming, then we keep them coming in. 28 finally happened, Sean. It finally happened. We're not happen- number seven anymore. We're not number seven! Yeah. The Bulls yeah. had a good lottery. Listen to this offseason so far. You get a documentary that's five weeks long, and it's terrific. <laughs> it's magnificent.
1: All right, a, def- a definitive documentary. Yeah.
0: Just ESPN being like, we told you guys Michael's the GOAT. Here's our documentary to prove that Michael's the GOAT. What's this documentary so we can keep proving our point? And then, we find out that John Paxton and Gar Foreman don't have jobs anymore. They fired themselves. Yeah.
1: basically. Well, well, Gar didn't, but, but John did.
0: We're two for two at this yeah. point. And then we're like, oh, man has not fired Jim Boylan yet. And we're like last week, like, I don't know, man. Maybe maybe he's going to keep Jim Boylan for years. I, I, I gave up yeah, hope. I gave up hope. And then Friday, Jim Boylan's fired. And it's like, oh, we're three for three on this offseason. Like, how can this get better? How can uh, it get better? And we come to tonight as the Bulls are slotted for the fourth year in a row at pick number seven. <laughs> after last year's karma when they were supposed to be in the top four. They're number five so we're four for four tonight everybody i'm sure my girlfriend is like what the hell is going on there four for four four for four for non-bulls fans i don't think you guys understand how big of an offseason this is because look at some of this last year the bulls had this offseason we thought oh man we're gonna be good like they they might compete for a, a, a playoff spot and obviously they were awful like always and then you know the year before that it's like Oh, they drafted Wendell Carter. Laurie Markkinen had a promising rookie year. Like, they're going to be solid. You know, they're going to be young and up and coming. They might win more than 25 games. They won 26. <laughs> and, of course, the year before that was the Laurie Marketing trade. And the year before that was the Rajon Rondo and DeWade Wayne sightings. The year before that, the Bulls didn't even make the playoffs. So, we deserve yeah. this, folks. Yeah. We deserve we,
1: this. You know, getting the fourth pick isn't, like, the biggest deal in the world. But – and I would have much rather, of course, had one, two, or three. But – Shit, I'll take it. (laughs) I'll take it, (laughs) Andy. You know, at this point, I'll take anything, uh, which is good. Um, How? uh, Also, I have to ask, and and I know on this show, we you know we're a little bit biased about some of the teams that we we really enjoy because we are fans of basketball and certain teams and everything. But one thing I feel like we can always bond on is the Knicks losing again
0: yes yes
1: I don't I don't know what it is like I shouldn't be growing up a a Bulls fan in in northern Kentucky during the 90s um I hated the Knicks so much I hated Mm -hmm. Patrick Ewing so much and everything (laughs) every year it just keeps getting a little bit
0: better I know like like a little bit better just going yeah I agree so I mean the Knicks weren't necessarily slotted high I don't think were they slotted the top four no, talk, yeah no, it was but, golden state minnesota cleveland and um atlanta but but here's
1: the thing every single year I every like year we, every year we go oh the knicks will probably win and the leagues rigged the lottery mm-hmm. like every year it's like if we see that the knicks win then you know they rigged it and we say we've said that for like four or five years now so well,
0: remember i heard from people that the knicks were like 100 percent certain they were winning the lottery remember like i was saying that in like march
1: well they they they, didn't they did not i don't i don't think they know how to nba mafia correctly (laughs) you're probably right i I don't i it was just funny you know because you know them being in new york and everything but yeah um so So should we list off how all
0: right should we go go there
1: let's let's do it
0: should we go ahead and like first address the elephant in the room
1: what is it our shirts
0: yeah for those who are watching the youtube episode all two of you um, it's probably just going to be Sean and I. We both are, yes, wearing homages. 72 and 10 doesn't mean a thing without the ring shirt uh, to honor the 96 Bulls. We did not plan this. As a matter of fact, I didn't know before today that Sean had this shirt. Here I am. But we have it, and we're happy, and we deserve this, all right? Yeah. We deserve yeah. tonight.
1: We do. We do. It's a, we could... it's,
0: it's a week-free agency class, so it's not like we're going to get some big-time player to help the team.
1: Yeah.
0: All right, so 14 – Is Boston by way of Memphis, 13 is New Orleans, 12 is Sacramento, 11 is San Antonio, which is like a prime spot for them. They're going to get a snag there, I'm sure. Always do. Yeah. 10 is Phoenix, 9 Washington, 8 the Knicks, (laughs) 7 the Pistons. (laughs) Sorry, Kyle. (laughs) Number six, the Atlanta Hawks. That just says Onyeka Okungwu all over it. Let's just go ahead and call it that. Number five, the Cleveland Cavaliers. <laughs> Brad Doddery's face is just like.
1: I know. I know. It was like it was like that bow tie wasn't bringing anything to your team, Brad. No. Nope. Why, well, why don't you go back to NASCAR?
0: Nope. They probably should have brought Nick Gilbert in.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. For for what? So they could <laughs> so they could get the number one pick and draft Anthony Benion again? <laughs>
0: Yeah, probably. Yeah. Number four, the Chicago Bulls. That's yep. that's that's what we're celebrating. Uh number three, the Charlotte Hornets. I'm actually really happy about that for good, them. Good good for them. Yeah. Yeah. Number two, them. the Golden State Warriors, and number one, the Minnesota Timberwolves. So we got all that out of the way now. Um just, you know, after last year we did this lottery show, and we were so pissed off and we're like, whatever. Because, you know, it was the Zion draft. And every team wanted to win the Zion draft. Yeah. And we got all excited. We saw the Lakers jump to four from like 11. And then it was like, obviously we're like, oh, I was like, that means the Bulls are out. Yeah. And, of course, you know, we know what happens there. Anthony Davis, this and that. Um, so, even though this draft isn't the strongest draft a lot of people are treating it like it's like the Kenyon Martin draft which was really bad. I mean Kenyon Martin and I think Mike Miller are like the biggest names in that draft to put in yeah. context. Um, yeah. but this it, draft it, isn't that bad.
1: It could be though. It could be. I mean sure. there's there's always a possibility of having a bad draft. Um, I'm never I I feel like I'm never 100% sure about uh, how I feel about players especially uh I don't think any of us have been ever more unsure than a year where we didn't have an NCAA tournament to really see some of these guys yeah. go out and ball out, which was uh probably one of the most uh disappointing things to happen to sports this year. Um because we still got a freaking Super Bowl. You know yeah. what I mean? We got a Super Bowl. So
0: COVID uh, picked its spots.
1: Exactly. So um so um this year is going to be different. Obviously, um, yeah. there are some, and, and it sounds like there isn't a consensus number one pick. However, um, I feel I'm. I'm all, I want to go ahead and say this. I'm also happy for the Minnesota Timberwolves.
0: I am too, man. Yeah, I I'm, am too. I'm
1: happy for them. They've been through a lot of shit over the last couple of years. Tom Thibodeau, Jimmy Butler, like all that stuff that didn't work out. And yeah, w- Wiggins was traded. Um, but and they, really,
0: since February, they've been on a roll
1: they've been on a roll and they're going to be able to add another, uh, you know, uh, decent talent. That's going to make them. Anthony well, Edwards. So yeah, it's going to make them a, a, a probable Western conference playoff team at some point or another, hopefully. Um, and it's, let's go, like you said, it's probably going to be Anthony Edwards. Um, uh, you've already, you've already got D'Angelo Russell and, uh, Throwing him in there with cats, um, honestly, I think he's probably the best fit for for this team. I agree. Um, uh, just you know, just to make this a great backcourt, I think this is going to be this is going to be a, a good squad if they can. And I I fully believe that they will draft him unless something absolutely crazy happens. Um, how do you feel about it?
0: Well, you exactly how. It? Yeah, exactly how you do. So I could see them going Lamelo or Anthony Edwards. I lean towards Edwards just because. Yeah, I don't think I don't think this is the situation for D'Angelo Russell where that makes a lot of sense to like. The thing I always made this point of. you Remember last year when, Ky- when the talk started coming about Kyrie going to Brooklyn, and there was all that talk to like Brooklyn wants to keep Ed- keep Russell and get Kyrie. Is like that was a neither of those story. guys. Yeah, neither of those guys can play off the ball. No. So. No. Edward, so like D'Angelo Russell isn't a guy that you're gonna set screens to him, get a ball like on a high screen. He's not that kind of player. He is a pick and pop, maybe not really a pick and pop. He is a like he is a pull up off the dribble kind of shot kind of guy. Yeah. Um, so and he's also like very ball dominant. Like he has to have the ball in his hands to be successful. So if you keep D'Angelo Russell as your point guard, you go cut Anthony Edwards as your two. Um, this isn't a very superstar ridden draft, but I think Edwards is like we talked. um Couple weeks ago with our guest about this draft, and he said Anthony Edwards is the only guy that really has a shot to be a superstar. And I agree with that. I totally agree with that. Um, but we didn't even mention the other guy that's gonna be with those with those two and this pick and Malik Beasley. I mean Malik Beasley since that trade
1: was terrific for Minnesota. It was outstanding. And we we we've barely been we haven't been talking enough about him.
0: I agree. Yeah. So like in this situation, like you said. It's not next year the Timberwolves are going to be a playoff team. It's yeah. going to be probably a couple of years down the road, but a Cat, Edwards, Russell, Malik Beasley offense is really nice. Um, defensively, is horrid. I mean, they play oh, like, they'll, sure. play, they'll play like the Blazers where it's like, we don't play defense, we just outscore you. Um, but they'll be the young Blazers, basically, yeah, except for Towns is a lot better than Nurkic. So I think it'll either be LaMelo or Anthony Edwards, but I think it's Edwards in this scenario. Uh, which, at okay. Go- which yeah, for two at golden state, uh, which I'm really happy that they got, got a high pick still. I'm really happy that they weren't the team in the top four that got chipped. Um, cause next year, all those guys come back and the Steph Curry's, the clay Thompson's, the Draymond Green's, you already have Andrew Wiggins who really fit in pretty well. Uh, when, when they made that trade as well. And then you add like who I, th- I think it's going to be James Wiseman. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, I it it's and and you've been calling this for a year, um, <laughs> with everything that's been going on. And it's uh, weird
0: to say a year. <laughs>
1: it, it, it it literally has been a year. You've been calling this for about a year now. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, Wiseman uh, is the kind of talent the 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 Golden State Warriors have not been able to add a a top big man because obviously they've been cash strapped because of. Kevin Durant and Klay Thompson and Steph and Draymond Green, like all these guys. Yeah, DeAndre Russell. Yeah, Dan. Yeah, so you had all these guys that were made with max deals that you 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 couldn't do it. This allows them to finally bring in another uh, possibly all star caliber talent on the cheap. I mean, it's not going to be terribly cheap. They're going to be paying tax, obviously. Um, Yeah. But uh this is the I, I can't think of a a better opportunity for James Wiseman um to be put in a championship caliber roster, uh, with a coach that's as good as Steve Kerr. I believe fully believe that they will um really try to make him a outside threat as well and hone in the, uh, the three point shot. Eventually. Um, Obviously we only saw him in very, very limited action this last year. Um, How many games did he play Tim? Three. He played three games. Um, But uh, you know, looks good defensively. Um, He's, he's a true seven, one center. I know a lot of people I've heard, you know, compare him to Chris Bosch. Um, I sure did on NBA 2K this season. <laughs> um, <laughs> he had his shot, um, but uh, he's gonna be a, he's gonna be a guy who I can, I, I b- fully believe can bring this team back and, and get them into the playoffs. And uh, if he stays healthy um, and all of those other you know future Hall of Famers stay healthy, I, the Golden State Warriors are back, baby.
0: I agree, man. And I yeah. love it. I like, oh, you I know, know, too.
1: I know. We, and, we did this show and,
0: for years where I was like, I'm so sick of them winning.
1: I know. I know. But like, <laughs> like, like last year, just, I mean, they, they obviously they, they lost at the end of last year, but like this year, it just, it, it feels felt terribly wrong them not uh doing it. And I, and I, I'll tell you, man, like, I mean, they're never going to be as good as they were, you know, five, six years ago, but agreed. Um, I really miss watching them go out there and compete. They're such a fun basketball team, uh, and I think that they've brought a lot of value to the league. Um, a lot of uh, younger people. They've changed, obviously, the way the whole game is played. I mean, there's going to be a, a thirty for thirty doc on this team years down the line, and and how they basically changed everything in basketball. So uh, I like that. So um, Charlotte
0: Hornets. Yeah, and La- here's- La- Lamelo Ball maybe. I think it's LaBella ball. It got to be going to laugh so hard when LeVar ball is like talking and he's like, my son is better than Michael Jordan. And Michael Jordan's just sitting right there. Like, all right, kid, let's play a one-on-one. Let's just settle this right now because this, yeah, there's been these, there's been these discussions now really since he's been in charge of the Hornets where like he plays one-on-one with the guys after practice. And, I think Michael Kidd Gilchrist said that he still beat him all the time in one-on-one, which is really funny cuz Michael Kidd Gilchrist's job was don't let people score for the Hornets. <laughs> um, so, I think LaMelo there and here's Okay, let me think more on this because it has to be LaMelo for the sake of point guard. But I would not be shocked in this scenario if this is where they this is where a team trades down. Only because Devontae Graham has been excellent for the Hornets. Like, he was so good this year. The fact he wasn't on the most improved list is a disaster. Um, Yeah. And then, you know, obviously they have Terry Rozier. They're paying a lot of money. Unless they trade Rozier to the Knicks, which apparently has been talked about. Um, So, if it's not him, I could see the Hornets in a situation here where they take, like, Oyeka Okungwu from USC. um, Yeah. Who's, like, you know, the, the third center. Um, obviously, if it goes Ball-Edwards at one and two, then this is for sure Wiseman. Um, but, yeah, I think it's just, like, a little wide open. It also could be a situation here where they take, like, an Obi Toppin um, as far as just having a guy to put with P.J. Washington and Miles Bridges, who are kind of that same body frame, that same, but like, same strengths. P.J. Washington, obviously, the best defender of the three. But, because, um, you know, Obi Toppin... Dayton had to hide him on defense when he was there. Like sure. I understand he was playing the five when he's a natural four, yeah. but you know, defense isn't his strength. Um, so the Hornets are going to have like, I think just this big array of different things I can do. Um, I, I reached out to my buddies <laughs> at different teams and asked what they thought about the order. Uh, one of them particularly picks in the top five and they said, and I said, is it going to be this guy? And he said, we're evaluating our options. I expected that would be the answer.
1: Uh, But but you got to
0: try. You got you're not doing your job if you don't try.
1: Yeah yeah Uh, yeah.
0: But could I see Lamelo Ball going to the Hornets? Absolutely. Could I see Lamelo Ball going one to the Timberwolves? Yes. Could I see him going two? Uh, I can. Okay, I would say I could see him going one or three. Not saying I don't think the Warriors wouldn't take him at two. I just don't think he fits with a Steph and Clay team. Like it's you know they just had that issue with D'Angelo Russell where the spacing was so weird and and they couldn't put together.
1: I don't, I don't, I don't see that, that happening. I think that's the one option. If, uh, if Wiseman, um, I, 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 and also Woj already said, you know, right after the the draft lottery was over that the Warriors pick is probably going to be in in trade discussions. So, uh, which is going to be interesting because I I don't know what you get for the number two pick right now, especially in a year like this. Um, I mean, honestly, I, I think, for Golden State, the best thing would be to draft him and 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 roll with it and and go for it from there. Take that take that chance; they can afford to.
0: Oh yeah, man! It's like you're. Um, it's the ultimate rim runner for them. Like it's, the it's alf- yeah, you know. It's this not is, like yeah. This is,
1: this is the this is the 1999 uh, San Antonio Spurs all over again. You know, you're down and out for one season, and you get a top pick, and you can really run with it, and that's what's going to happen. So, now um, let's move on to number four. So the Bulls. Um, Obviously, uh, they actually will probably have some options here. Yeah. I don't think either of the three picks we discussed earlier with other teams will be available. Those are the
0: teams. top three for sure yeah, to me. I,
1: I don't think – I don't see any of those three moving out unless by trade. Um, yeah. You know, because I was uh, – you know, I, I'm all on the LaMelo train for, for the Chicago Bulls. if, if oh, that'd that would be awesome. It would be the perfect situation. A, and then kick Zach Levine out of town and put Kobe is in his spot and just kind of roll from there. But, um,
0: well, um, I kind of was thinking about it. They took Lamella ball, which I don't think they will. Cause he'll be gone.
1: Yeah. He'll be gone.
0: Going like a Lamella ball, Kobe White, Zach Levine. And I love the shooting on that. Um, actually, no, I don't. Lamella ball shot 26% from three in Australia last year. <laughs> but other than that, um, Right here, kind of looking like just like early, like just a quick glance through. Um, a couple of the guys I recognize that could be like potential fours are uh, Denny Avija, who is like basically sealed himself as the best international player in this draft. He's awesome. Um, has a lot of skill set. He plays like plays like a lot of dudes that you like he has a typical Euro kind of style of play where he's really good facilitator. Um, he plays really good face up defense. He can shoot. Um, so Deddy Avicis is a guy I really thought I, I next to the bulls and college I, wise. Go ahead.
1: And yeah. And I, I think he's, he's definitely an option. Uh, obviously he's the best international player in the draft and, uh, we're, we're entering a bulls era where they have a, a new GM who, um, you know, was, was with the nuggets who have drafted some international players in the past as well. So, um, you know, I could definitely see that becoming, uh, you know, uh, he, you know, Dini becoming an actual, uh, target for them. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm assuming he's probably going to come over this next year. I'm not sure though. Um, but, uh, I, I could definitely see that. He's
0: for sure coming over this year. He's already okay. said, yeah, he's already, he's already doing it. He's committed. Okay. Until, unless the Knicks take, and then he'll be like, hold on guys. I don't know. Let me let me think on it. Um, but I think the best fit for the Bulls is probably Obi Toppin. Um, obviously, not defense-wise. That's definitely where he's going to improve. But he was the best offensive player in college basketball last year. He was AP Player of the Year. Yeah. He was, you know, the dunks are insane, obviously, you know. He
1: was He was my favorite player last year. I'm, I'm all in on him.
0: Um, yeah, I was with you. I remember we were watching the Maui final, and I was like, hey, watch this kid from Dayton, Obi Toppin. I was like, you're going to yeah. really like how he plays. And you were like, yeah. Oh my God.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then I think you were out covering the Xavier game and I was out covering the UC game uh, one night. And that was the night that he had the, uh, he had the fast break between the legs dunk. Um, yeah. And I was just like this guy,
0: <laughs> I mean, he did a windmill dunk on his brother. Yeah. Yeah. His brother played for Rhode Island, Jacob top who actually just transferred to play for, he's going to play for Kentucky when college basketball starts back up. Very, very cool. Um, but yeah, so Rhode Island and Dayton are obviously in the A ten against each other. And in a fast break, it's just those two on the court. He did a windmill in a game on his brother.
1: Yeah, I'm 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 excited for Obi. Like I'm all on the train for him uh, being a Bulls fan. Um, I know they have uh, Larry Markkinen uh, currently uh, as their four. Uh, Wendell and Carter. I, and they have Wendell Carter as as more of a five, really. But Wendell's been injured and in and out. You know, I, I don't. I, I'm a little bit worried about Wendell's uh, longevity with the Chicago Bulls. But Laurie Markkinen, I'm completely out on. <laughs> I'm completely out on I'm him. I'm only
0: out on him on the Bulls. I think somewhere else he'd be awesome.
1: Oh, I, I completely agree. I can. He's a he's a change of scenery guy. Shit, let's yeah. send him down to Miami. That's where we always want to put people at. <laughs> send him down to Miami. He'll be fine down there. Actually, I think he would be a great fit for Miami, oh, dude, he'd honestly. Be
0: spectacular. Him he, and like, Duncan Robinson and all those guys.
1: Oh, yeah. I think he'd be great down there. I love how
0: Duncan Robinson became Tall Steph Curry. It's <laughs> it, just out of the it, blue. You never know. I mean, he's, he's awesome. I love watching Duncan. I love Duncan at Michigan, so watching him do well is great. But, um, yeah, I think Obi's the best fit. The only, you know, I think, I think Killian Hayes is also an option as far as that combo guard to go with Kobe White, okay. where it's not like who's the natural point guard. Um, Killian Hayes is awesome. Like, if you know, you can't say that about a lot of players in this draft, but there's a lot to like about his game. Um, so I know Kyle Brandon, who used to be on the show, who used to have shot callers, big Pistons guy. He's a huge Killian Hayes fan. He's hoping the Killian Hayes drops to seven. It's nice to talk about another team. I hope this guy drops to seven, you know, like last year with Kobe White. We were like, come on, <laughs> come on, come on.
1: And we, we um, got our guy. We got our guy.
0: Yeah, we got our guy. Exactly. So at five, that leaves the Cavs, which I think they're going to take over the Bulls. Don't, I could totally see Denny Avigi here. Like he would be awesome to go with, Oh career.
1: yeah yeah, I mean uh i mean who's their who's their three right now in Cleveland
0: jetty Osman
1: jetty Osmond, yeah. yeah, yeah, I think it's i I think they could they could take. they're in a position where they could take a chance on a guy like that,
0: um putting him around like Kevin Love and Andre Drummond would be awesome, I think, like I know people don't love Kevin love anymore, I get like you know. Uh, the world I, has soured on him.
1: Ke- Kevin Love's not going to be on the team towards the trade deadline. I he's. I think he. This is. The We've been saying will. that since I, LeBron left. I am. I am. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to guarantee it. That's it. I'm guaranteeing it. I don't. He will not be with the team by the end of next season.
0: He I think we have an episode in February called "Kevin Love is going to be traded" and he still wasn't traded. Well, as a matter of fact, the Cavs got Andre Drummond to put next to Kevin Love.
1: I. I. I don't know. I feel like he's going to demand a trade. Like, I think he's finally going to, if things don't get better, I think he's going to be like, dude, like I'm, I'm getting old. I'm come on, get me out of here. Throw me in Portland.
0: I say, I think he's watching Portland right now. Like God, Mario Hazonia plays for that team. He's like, I got to be there exactly
1: exactly <laughs> i mean actually i couldn't think of a better person to like put them who who would have been able to put that team over this year than kevin love
0: like right um, now i'm watching the laker game while we're recording and mario zonia is guarding lebron on the block like that's your that's your matchup right there. that's your guy mario yeah yeah okay sure again <laughs> Caruso is guarding dame lillard so um yeah i think that that's kind of like denny avicia in cleveland would be cool um, I could see Isaac Okoro going there. He's like a big two-way player from Auburn. Um, not a great shooter. Honestly, yeah. to to me, like, when I put this draft together, my quote-unquote big board, not that I'm a draft expert by any means, I don't understand why more people don't have Florida State's Devin Vassell up higher. To me, like, a team that needs a two-way guy who can shoot, I would be all over, which the NBA is about two-way guys now. And Vassell is kind of that, like... If I'm the Cavaliers, I'm for sure watching Devin Fassell tape to see if he fits, with, like, what we could do. Um, I think Denny's a better prospect, but I like Fassell's game a lot. Um, another guy I like is Florida State's Patrick Williams. And then there's Aaron Nesmith from Vanderbilt, who's really the best shooter in this draft. Uh, he's a sophomore. He played for Jerry Stackhouse last year. Someone's going to get him in the late lottery, and they're going to get a bargain.
1: They're going to get a good surprise.
0: Yeah, he, you know, he's he played for Vanderbilt last year, who was obviously terrible because uh, it's Vanderbilt basketball. They have a year where they're good for like two, three years, and then they're bad again for a while. But he's, he was great for them last year. Like, he was, you know, wasn't necessarily SC Player of the Year type because of all the guys Kentucky had, but was still terrific. So that top five is interesting. It gets a little goofy from there, you know. That like Atlanta area. I think that's Oyeka and Kongwoo put him with Clint Capella for Kae Young.
1: That that's what she said before the before the draft. You're like, I could just see that happening. So Yeah. And also every year, every single year, I just get blown away. I'm like, Jamie Gertz, the lady from the Lost Boys. (laughs) <laughs> is the owner of the freaking atlanta hawks like i don't know where that is like lost in translation every year with me until the draft lottery and i'm like I forget oh, there she every
0: is. time i every do too year,
1: i'm like i'm like she was the she was the lady on the seinfeld episode who wouldn't give uh elaine the toilet paper you know need to spare a square like i mean she is the owner <laughs> of the atlanta hawks i mean every year it just blows me away i don't She looks so bored oh yeah and and also also I just want to go say, <laughs> the, the draft lottery this year was so great because every time <laughs> they showed a a team they would show the disappointed look of, of, of
0: <laughs> even and, D'Angelo Russell who was team one he's like cool he's
1: like he's like yeah that's fine I mean like everybody's just going through the motions right now
0: <laughs> they showed De'Aaron Fox just like this.
1: Yeah, he's yeah. Everybody's just seemed totally uninterested and bored. Jamie, Jamie Gertz, obviously also. So um, it, it's yeah. I think uh, I don't know what it is about that, but every year I just
0: I know yeah, every year I'm yeah. like, oh yeah, JB Gertz, yeah, yeah she's yeah, the yeah, Hawks,
1: yeah, there she is. It's just <laughs> like, right. Forgot about that. and then I forget it for the next twelve months. It's
0: <laughs> I'm like, huh? See, see you next year, Jamie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so we kind of go through that. So. Really, like, I think the biggest winners in this circumstance, obviously the Suns, because they're putting something together. We saw it in the bubble. They were 8-0. and Just missed a chance for the playing game. Absolute, then,
1: absolute joke, by the way. That whole thing was a complete joke. Like, everybody, we gave them so much shit for letting them into the bubble. They go in, they prove and they were everybody great. wrong, they win all eight games, and they still don't get into the lottery. It was absolutely pointless for them to be there. But, is, but they okay, were there, okay. so they
0: said they might as well win.
1: Okay, then they won, you know, and, and I hope w- what happens in the bubble for the Phoenix Suns carries over to next year because next year is only a couple months away. Them, yeah, I saw so. that
0: Silver said that thing that December 1st is looking more and more unlikely, which, thank God.
1: Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm For those okay players' bodies,
0: for their brain, for their minds, like their mental, like yeah. to just be like, hey, we've been in a bubble for four months. Okay, we're gonna start playing uh, and, basketball again in and, six weeks.
1: And have they and, and, and what are they doing next year? Are they gonna they, they're not gonna play in a bubble, are they?
0: There are discussions about a potential bubble. It's looking like that All Star game will not be in Indiana next year, unfortunately. The one year it's so close.
1: Oh god, I know. I, I I totally forgot about that until you just reminded me. Thanks, Tim. Thanks.
0: How do you think I feel?
1: I don't know. How do you not feel? Not good. Not good.
0: Not good. Okay. Not good at all. Um so I think the Suns are a winner getting in the top 10. I know it was kind of – they were slotted there. But, you know, that's a situation where if they get air, like uh, an Aaron Nismith, like I talked about, to put with like Mikael Bridges, DeAndre Ayton, Devin Booker, and have Ricky Rubio passing the ball, there's a lot of scoring there. Precious Chichua seems like a guy who I thought could do pretty decent there um, as far as like being that big body guy. You know, he's a big rebounder. He played in Memphis with Penny Hardaway. He played with James Wiseman. but For, th-
1: for three games.
0: Yes, for three games. <laughs> but I could definitely see, you know, I think uh, Giovanni's mock draft actually has Precious Chichua going at nine to the Wizards. Hmm. Sure enough, I talked about Devin Vassell earlier. They have at 11, the Spurs taking Devin Vassell, which would just be perfect. He would just be terrific there. He'd be awesome. He'd be a Spur for 15 years. You know, he'd be Sean Elliott, too. Like, yeah.
1: Well, so... How how happy are you with, with the way this panned out today? You know, some years we get we get draft lotteries and we're kind of like eh, and like I think last year's was pretty great with uh, the Pelicans getting uh, getting Zion. Um, sure, that was fun. I mean, this was this was a, I feel like this was a pretty decent uh, draft lottery for kind of a uh, a draft that that is gonna. I feel like it's kind of being over overlooked right now because of everything that's going on.
0: Yeah, it was definitely, I mean, for the most part, it went chalk. J.R. Smith is playing in a playoff game right now. For the most part, it went chalk. Um, obviously, besides, you know, the Bulls and the Hornets jumping up. Um, so I, I, I liked it. I thought it was fun. I think for me, you know, I love the lottery. I love the draft. It's one of my favorite parts of the, of the basketball year. So I was just happy that we have it after all the uncertainty we've had. And knowing the draft is only about six weeks away, even though teams are doing Zoom meetings with the players and talking to them that way is kind of goofy. But I was pleased with it. And I think that they did a good job of making it happen. And honestly, I liked it. Not everyone was in the studio because, first off, Seth Curry shows up looking like Allen Iverson. I was digging <laughs> in. Yeah. it.
1: Yeah? All right, I was Steph. Too. I was too. I was too.
0: Yeah. I mean, Seth kind of was like, I always kind of thought of him as a better shooting Allen Iverson. So I was like, oh, that's fitting, you know? It worked. Yeah, because Iverson obviously could shoot. It's not like I'm saying like he was a bad shooter, but it's just stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, you know, I was I think it's great to the Minnesota one. I was kind of I wanted the Warriors to win because I want them to just be back. I want a Warriors Lakers Clippers battle next year for the Western Conference. Absolutely. But yeah, I dug it. I thought that for. The circumstances they were facing. I'm so happy they had Rachel Nichols hosting it. Uh, the panel was good with Jay Billis and Jay Williams. You know, overall, I thought it was a success. And Mark Tatum looks like a robot every time he reads off the winners, like the, he the picks. Do, he does. He does. He's just like. <laughs> the Chicago Bulls.
1: Yep, that's, that's how he is. Yeah, he, he's a complete robot.
0: Yeah. Um. Obviously, our Vitas our new yeah. our new savior.
1: Yeah, our new savior. <laughs> yes.
0: So let's talk about moving from the lottery. Let's kind of talk about a few things we missed because we didn't have a, we haven't had an opportunity to get together between vacations and life. Um. Obviously. So since we let uh, put up that shot callers last week, you know, obviously the playoffs have started, which we'll kind of d- dive into that. But I want to get into. We've already talked about Jim Boylan's firing and how happy we are and how that was long overdue and just a great Friday. Um, I couldn't wait to get off work. And when my girlfriend got home, I literally was like, the Bulls fired Boylan. And my girlfriend cares nothing about basketball. She was like, all right, cool. You know, cool. Um, cool. that same day, we find out Vlade Divash and Pages Toyakovich both stepped down from their jobs with the Kings. Also and good news. <laughs> Joe Dumars is now the GM of the Kings. I guess interim, I don't know. The way they're making it sound, but like... I'll be honest, I didn't,
1: I didn't even know he was there.
0: I didn't either. I didn't I mean, either.
1: I, it shows you how much I know. And, and I made the not timely joke at all that he's going to take all of their assets and and try to go and sign Ben Gordon and Charlie Villanueva for uh, for max deals this offseason. Yep.
0: That's like going to happen.
1: Like he did, you know, 15 years ago.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um
1: going shopping early he he got both of those players the year before the biggest free agency (laughs) in history he blew his entire team's budget on those two players i mean think about that for a minute i mean this is a guy who was coming off of like multiple playoff runs um you know players that are going to be you know sure to be hall of famers Uh, playing for the team finally getting back to glory and everything and that's where he goes that was his pivot (laughs) after after those many years of being in the playoffs ben gordon charlie villanueva
0: yes yeah yeah especially because they lost ben wallace
1: yeah, he was gone too. He goes to the so. Bulls,
0: and that's He's the, the year they play LeBron, and LeBron has the twenty-five straight game because yeah. there's no one to protect the rim. Like Chris Webber is starting in that game, way past his prime. Oh, um, I, to-
1: I yeah, the the, the year that Webber was there, like just like going word eighty-four. Oh, that was so bizarre, so bizarre.
0: Yeah, it was goofy. Um, so, but yeah, the point I know, like Drew Mars is. I've joked about this, and I think someone else said it recently too. Might have been Bill Simmons or somebody. Um, he's the ultimate feast or famine general manager of all time. Like, oh yeah, he will he will draft Arka Milicic over Dwayne Wade and Carl Mel Anthony, but he'll also win an NBA championship with no by god superstar. Yeah, he'll go to the Eastern Conference Finals six or seven straight years, but he'll also make sign Ben Gordon and Charlie Villanueva yeah, so <laughs> it's yeah, like- yeah
1: that's, that's a great way to, he's he is the ultimate feast or famine uh gm he really is so um but it, i'm glad they got rid of vladi that that seemed like it was getting to be kind of a almost toxic situation with him um and i'm kind of glad to see him getting out i mean that picture that ended up on the internet with the with the dry erase board <laughs> and like i mean like there was just uh, the guy's a the guy's a goof. He's a complete goof, you know. I mean, he was, I. I mean, he's one of the greatest players in Sacramento Kings history. I mean, he has his number retired there, and fully deserves that. He was. He was a phenomenal basketball player. So. Yeah. Um, but uh. Yeah.
0: But yeah. I didn't. I didn't know Peja worked in the NBA. Uh, he does. Yeah.
1: He did. Yeah. So, yeah. um, NBA playoffs.
0: Well, I wanted to touch on Alge- oh, Alvin okay. Gentry real quick.
1: Go ahead. Go ahead Go go ahead with Alvin Gentry. That's right. That's right. He did end up uh, getting, getting the, the boot, getting the old boot.
0: Well, yeah, because he totally sucked in the bubble. Let's just call it what it is. I try really yeah. hard to be like very professional when I talk about teams just because of like where we're at now and people I've gotten to know in the league. But he was awful. I mean, the game plan, I know Dan Gilbert, I mean, not Dan Gilbert, David Griffin and, and staff kind of made this game plan for, you know, to do this minute restriction on Zion and that's fine. Sure. But don't restrict him when you need to win the game in crunch time yeah. you know was the whole issue and you know this whole lot this whole bubble thing with like the way they set the teams up was basically so Zion Williams could keep playing basketball because they wanted to oh, have yeah. that opportunity
1: yeah this this whole thing like the the NBA was like, here's your shot we'd like to see it you'd like to see it everyone wants to see it and it didn't happen
0: yeah and so they were just they were all Zion, I mean not Zion Zion was fine, he played pretty well, sure, Brandon Ingram played well, yeah Lonzo was horrid, he was so bad, uh, Bill Simmons said on his pod this week he's like, he looks like he's about to go play overseas. <laughs> That's how bad he was in the bubble, um but just really bad, you know, I think the Pelicans made the right move here, honestly I really thought Alvin Gentry deserved a chance. I thought he's done he did a good job in those Anthony Davis years, but Man. Well and,
1: and well, I mean, you're going into a new era too, so it's like you have probably one of the most exciting prospects of the last ten years or so.
0: The um, most exciting proce- the, prospect okay. of the last okay. ten years. The most, I'm sorry. Yeah.
1: You have him and you finally get uh you know, you get to a place where you can actually make the playoffs in his first season and you squander it. And I, I definitely do think this is one of those years where it's like you got a talent, you want to retain that talent and you're re- going to have to retain him in a non-market city. You may have a short window for all of this. This might not be right. as big of a window as you think. So don't mess around, go in there, get the coach you want um, and, uh, and and start something new, build a new culture with the team, uh, kind of roll with it. Obviously, Brandon Ingram has been Phenomenal. Awesome. Like, he's, he's great. He's an all-star. Um, he became the player that we wanted him to a couple years ago. So, um, you know, with him and Zion, I, that team's going to be in good hands, but they have to put someone in place to establish what that place is going to be.
0: Yeah. Agreed. So I don't know where they go. Um, I know obviously the Bulls and the Pelicans are going to have some of the same names on their list. Um, I don't think Adrian Griffin's getting a job. I don't know if you heard about these whole like his wife or ex wife or whatever, like putting some tweets out about like Oh no. Oh yeah, it's not good. It's uh um, oh, it's bad. To... Okay. Yeah. So, so I don't think Adrian Griffin's gonna be the coach of the Bulls next year. Oh, all
1: right, all right. So so his ex wife put out some tweets and were they derogatory towards towards him they were, or
0: um alleging. I like to say alleging just so okay. we you know yeah. in case we have lawyers. Sure. Sure, sure. Um,
1: Some tweets alleging
0: that he like it was like domestic violence, and domestic abuse, and stuff like oh, that. It was like oh. to that extent. Yeah, so I, did, I, I, I,
1: I was unaware of anything yeah. to do. I, I don't really keep up with Adrian Griffin news. So nor should you. No, not something. No. You know, I, I just you know I yeah. he was with the Bulls organization for a long time, so that's that's really all I know about him.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. I don't think he's going to be on the list. I think Kenny Atkinson is going to be on the list for both teams. Kenny Atkinson is like my perfect pick for the Bulls. Yeah. It just makes too much sense for the Bulls. I think they won't do it. Um, I listened to Bulls talk last week when the firing happened, and Casey Johnson, who is just amazing at his job, like the guy's been around forever, Yeah, he made the point of when he interviews with teams being Atkinson, he can be like, yeah, in free agency last year, I brought Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving to a team. And – even though that was a goofy situation, even though they played a combined twenty-five games between the two of them, that's a feather in his hat. You know that he can say that the teams, the way he uses offense, I think like Kenny Axon coaching the Bulls is a situation where he can turn Kobe White into a D'Angelo Russell. Um, just the way he used them, the way like he gets, he puts the ball in his hands, and that stretch before the pandemic where Kobe White was awesome he was lighting it up every night he was scoring 30 points he had a stretch where he scored 30 points like three or four games in a row um it was perfect so atkinson i think would be awesome there uh i'm gonna shout out my dude chris connor from the bird rights big big pelicans guy um we talk quite a bit about the about the pels even though he's from chicago and he brought the idea of jerry stackhouse coaching the pelicans and i kind of dig it because you remember Stackhouse was the coach for Raptors 905 when they were putting that G League group together with a few of those guys that are now on the NBA team, looking like they could potentially win another title. So, I dig that idea. Yeah. We can talk playoffs now.
1: Let's talk the playoffs. So, the playoffs have, have happened. I have You're going to you're gonna have to kind of take the lead on this because a lot of the games have been on while I've been at my job and I haven't really been able to catches much besides highlights of, of things. And uh, how do you think it's going so far? And uh, what, what surprised you?
0: Um, I think it's been awesome. Obviously just a marathon of basketball games that matter. It's the closest we get to March madness. Ma-
1: true marathon.
0: Yeah. Like four games a day starting at one o'clock, you know, right now, like I said, I have the Lakers game on while we're recording just so I can kind of keep up with that. Um, just a blast. Every game's been, you know, there's been a storyline in every game where some of the matchups aren't awesome, obviously, but the games have been fun. And I'll tell you, like, the thing that's jumped out to me the most is not a good thing, and that's the Sixers.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. We talked about this last week.
0: Yeah, we talked about this last week on Shot collars where... I'm at the point where I'm done with the Sixers. I'm done with yeah. the rep around. I'm done with this Embiid-Simmons thing. Like, they've got to make a decision where they're going to go forward. And yeah. I'm so frustrated with Joel Embiid because everything about Joel Embiid says you should be Hakeem Olajuwon. Like, you have this yep. have the skill set. Yep. This isn't because you're, now, you know, you're a foreign basketball player. This isn't that kind of comparison. This is like watching him play. He has the up-and-under move that Hakeem used. He stretch, He can stretch the floor. But every time that he shoots a three – He's doing the defense a favor. He is hurting his team. Joel Embiid is a perfect on-the-block kind of player because of his skill set. Um, Josh from Shaw Collars picked Joel Embiid to win a VP at the beginning of the basketball season 10 years ago um, in the year of 2019. And it was not a terrible <laughs> offsite pick. But I understand Ben Simmons is gone. And I understand the Celtics team is really really good and putting something together. Locked in too. They yeah, they are very impressive. Like that Raptor Celtic series is gonna be a blast. I cannot wait for it. Oh yeah. Um but I just I don't know man. It's not working there. It's not right. It's awkward. It feels like that like stretch for the wizards where we're like, you guys just need to stop this. Like it has that feeling. Um and I just I don't know like I think we always joke about sending guys to Miami. Don't you think Jimmy Butler would love to have Joel Embiid back in Miami? Um, don't you think Joel Embiid would love to be in Miami because he'd have to be in shape and he would have to care about basketball to play?
1: I don't I don't know if I like Joel Embiid in Miami. Um I mean I I I like Joel. I I don't I don't even want I don't want to mess with the dynamics. I don't want to put anybody, any former Jimmy Butler uh teammates with Jimmy Butler right now. I think Jimmy Butler needs to be, <laughs> needs to be his own person. He needs to establish himself among peers that he's, he's just met. So um, I think uh, I, I, I don't like that. I feel like one of them is going to get shipped off and I'm starting to think it's going to be sooner rather than later. I am and too. I think it is going to be Joel Embiid um, because like you said, um, all indicators should be that he's he's the best center in basketball and he is not right now he's not playing like it um I don't know where he goes from here I don't like him in Miami I mean it could happen obviously but I'm not it's not something that that I would want but um you know I really like Ben Simmons I've said this do I, I I'm going to I'm going to always defend Ben Simmons. I think he's a really good basketball player and Oh and, he is. Might, and and he might be a player that needs a he's a unique talent. Was is what I like the most about him. He's very unique in what he does. Um and uh, I I honestly I'd rather see him someplace else um than Joel Embiid, but I I feel like the the 76ers are probably going to stick with him and then and then roll joel someplace eventually when that uh inevitably falls apart
0: well according to people which very much just sounds like an instagram trade, as we used to always say on the show um the cavaliers when you said, when you said
1: according to people i was immediately thinking about the magazine
0: yes <laughs> according to people <laughs> the cavaliers apparently are lining up an offer they believe could get ben simmons and i look at their roster and i go no you don't
1: I don't. I don't want to ever see Ben Simmons in a Cavaliers jersey. Like I just like it's a it's a black hole now again. Unless there's a guy named LeBron James and number twenty three playing for that team, it's a black hole. It it's a black hole.
0: Well, remember, speaking of black hole, I guess my face just disappeared. Um, twenty five is retired in Cleveland because of Mark Price. Twenty three is, is not yet. It is. Um, but. Yeah, it just sounds like an Instagram trade. I I, I, I can't I could not see that happening. So there's that. But I agree. I think if it were me, I would pick Simmons. I would pick Simmons and I would put shooters around him, very similar to how you build a LeBron team, and just sure. take that burden of him from like do I think he needs to learn to develop a three regardless? Yes, absolutely. Please. Just shoot it. Just put it up, you know. Please. Like Giannis doesn't hit him all the time, but he still shoots them to where you gotta think about it. And that's all, they, that's all they really need. So you put Shears around him there and give them an opportunity. And so like, that's why I think I'd pick Simmons over the two. I will tell you this, Sean, just kind of talk about the playoffs in general. Because, you know, we're fans of the game. Like we, we love team. You know, we, sure. love, we love players. We are. And we're, I'm at the point now where, like you know, I've been very open that I will never root for the Boston Celtics. And they will never be a team I want to see succeed. But as a fan of basketball, I think when you watch that Celtics team, the only thing you really dislike about them is that they're the Boston Celtics. When you look at their roster, it's hard to not like that team. You know, Jason Tatum is spectacular. Jalen Brown has been awesome. Um, Kemba Walker has been good for them. And Kemba Walker is a great teammate. And, you know, they're about to have another pick in the lottery this year because Danny Ainge is a genius. So. Yes, I hate the Celtics. I don't ever want to see the Celtics be successful. Um, but it's hard to deny what they are and not respect it. And also, we're just at the point now where the only thing you really hate about that roster is the fact that they were green and white and their jersey says Boston.
1: Sure. Yeah, I, uh, I, I feel like the Boston Celtics are one of the best teams. They, they overachieve year after they're year. They're so fun. Um, they're so good. Jason Tatum is a bona fide superstar. Uh, love him again like he's love he's he's great um you know looking back it was like Danny Ainge knew something about him you know yeah imagine it's like, that it's like it's like he he's always got that trick up his sleeve and and uh i'm really looking forward to a a possible raptors celtic series and oh, um
0: give it to me for seven because, games.
1: Because this this Philly series is already dead in the water done. in my it's eyes. Done. It's done. They're down two oh. Um they don't it it looks like Joel Embiid just wants to go home. <laughs> like it like the players are just disengaged. Um now Gordon Hayward, um yes. obviously gonna be out. And then of course we knew he was gonna be leaving anyway because of I believe the birth of one of his, his children. Mm-hmm. So he's gonna be out. Um how much? Uh, how much does that does that affect this team?
0: Oh, it definitely does. Just especially because of the way they play, but at that same point, the way Tatum has played, it's like he's producing for two players, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. After he had that really bad first game in the bubble, he cut his hair back, and he was really good again. And he's really kind of stepped up as the star of the Celtics and the face of the franchise. And he's just been spectacular for them. Sure. So. I don't really worry about Gordon Hayward not being there. Albeit I would still pick the Raptors over the Celtics if that series does happen. Okay. I just think they're a better team. Yeah. This isn't a disrespect from the Celtics. I think the first three in the East could definitely compete with could, the first three in the West.
1: Could, could go could go either way, really, with this with this series. I could see Raptors or Celtics. It wouldn't surprise me with either of them. Um, Agreed. I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and give the uh I'm gonna go ahead and give the edge to the Raptors too, just because of last year and the chemistry they've got right now and they,
0: they're they terrific. They also look locked in. Dude, they look so good. Yeah. Ever since Marc saw lost weight, he just looks awesome. Oh, he's been great. He looks like Powell now. Like When you watch the game and like that angle that they have for the yes. camera, he's got yes. longer hair. He looks like yeah. Powell. Like, yeah,
1: just at a glance. At a glance, yes. you're like, oh, there he is. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, I really like the Raptors team a lot. And I'll tell you, the Mavericks looked very good last night against the Clippers. They looked like the better team.
1: We got ourselves a series with that one.
0: Yeah, it shows you how important Pat Beverly is to the Clippers. So... And obviously, you know, both eight seeds being the one seeds and the Blazers really, you know, being a scary thing for the Lakers. Truthfully, I thought the Lakers played them very well defensively in game one. And I just think the Blazers made a lot of shots down the stretch. They I mean they didn't shoot that well the whole game. They, like, they played okay. Um, but you know, obviously the Lakers being awful from three in the bubble did not help them. But and then obviously the Bucks, you know, look really bad in game one, and then today looked spectacular. The Magic scored 13 points in the first quarter. And they started, I think, three of twenty-six from the field. Yeah. It was pretty awful. Yeah. Um, but Orlando made a run out of two in the end of the ga- and, you know, later in the game. They send the blues by about twenty four, but they looked like they were, you know, dead in the water. And I think they obviously they're gonna lose the series. Um, I don't know, I think the playoffs have been fun. Obviously, like I said, four games a day is a blast. And it makes me so, happy.
1: It's a lot of games. But, yes, um, I, you know, and like I said, I'm, I'm unfortunately not able to watch a lot of what's going on because of my, my job right now. But uh, I'm glad that they're mowing through it. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like I'm glad that they're mowing through it. A lot of people are probably like, oh, this, you know, you know even though I'm not able to actually watch it, like I'm glad it's, it's going on. The, the NBA has, has been... Ahead of the curve uh, with big everything time. they've done. Uh, I mean, it's they—they they have become uh, the gold standard of of what you should do with a sports uh, league during a pandemic. I mean, this is this has been incredible. I mean, they've done everything they could do. Um, there hasn't been really any any big missteps uh, since they've uh, since they've went down to Orlando.
0: Here's my one. Here's my talk. thought.
1: Go ahead, throw it at me.
0: So you know they've got the digital crowd. We've we talked about that a couple episodes now. Why is the digital crowd silent? Why are they muted? Don't you think they should like, let them cheer and be loud in the game and kind of give that like, sort of in-person environment? You would have to I, think that's possible, right?
1: I, I do, I do. But like last night, there was – there was well, I think it was actually earlier today. There was someone who posted a picture, and there was 100% a, a juggalo in makeup that was one of those crowd members. So yeah. I'm, I'm not sure you, you give, you give a voice to a juggalo.
0: Sure. But I'm like, watch since so today. I'm watching the Rockets thunder game, which also, by the way, the Rockets are great. They're super good. Um, everything we made fun of them for is working. <laughs> they have, they're, once again, Mike D'Antoni is rewriting basketball. He has reinvented the wheel. Um, but I'm watching the game and they show the crowd for the Thunder, and there's totally someone in the crowd wearing a Laker jersey. <laughs> like,
1: well, yeah, well, I mean, you're gonna run into that kind of stuff all the time. I mean, that's just how it is. But
0: it's like when I, you go to a Bengals game and you see everyone wearing like 49ers and Chargers jerseys. And always
1: like, that is. <laughs> I, I just I, I thought that was just a Cincinnati thing. Like we're like ah, oh, our team sucks. We'll just wear whatever. <laughs>
0: Oh, and also, um, speaking of that comparison, um, I made this today in our group text that we have with Alex, who used to be on the team. Um, Nate McMillan is 100% Marvin Lewis. The, four, the, the Indiana Pacers have become the Cincinnati Bengals, where they are going to once again lose for the fifth season in a row because that Heat team knows who they are, has no fear, and will outshoot shoot you every night. So I think I've summarized everything here. Um, I think, stand with all my picks, I'm not necessarily worried about the Lakers like everyone else is. I do think they obviously need to shoot better but I don't think Portland can continue to just rely on Dame Lillard every single night to win games. I've been saying that for was every game. I say,
1: is but... it going to surprise you if, if, if he shocks the world? I'm, I'm not surprised with anything Dame does anymore.
0: No. Oh, He's we great. Didn't, we didn't touch on this, by the way. Okay, go ahead. The one-game playoff was spectacular. It was oh, the best yeah. thing I've seen from basketball in a long time.
1: Yeah and 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 we need we need more of that actually because because I thought that was great and I also I also really really do think you know a your idea for the the tournament for the draft picks later on I think that would be great too.
0: Yes. And even the idea that like the Grizzlies needed to win twice to get the spot I still love that.
1: Yeah, that's great.
0: It was like the game was awesome, job was spectacular. Um that's going to be like kind of like uh that's going to be a big moment when we look back at John Moran's career, kind of like that, yeah, we know you lost, but how you played to keep your team alive oh, when yeah. Anthony Tolliver was starting for you yeah. with Jaron Jackson being out uh, yeah. was pretty awesome. I, I loved it. It was such a fun experience. I watched it Saturday, and I couldn't t- take my eyes off it. Yeah. So, yeah, man, I think um, we kind of summarized everything. Unless there's anything else you want to, want to get to before we, we roll out.
1: No, i i think i think, uh, I think uh, the in, you know the playoffs are in a great spot. We had a great draft lottery tonight, and i'm uh, i'm looking forward to, to watching some games uh, this weekend and uh, seeing what happens next. I'm very excited.
0: Me too. I do want to mention on Monday. Uh, Monday is obviously August 24th, or as basketball fans know, at 8:24, uh, Kobe Bryant Day. Um, I am going to be doing a special at large bid with my good friend Ryan Luster, former co-host of at large bid the biggest kobe bryant fan i know and we're just going to do an episode where we talk about the legacy of kobe we're going to talk about games we remember memories uh the shoe line i know nike's doing a bunch of stuff to honor him which is really funny because their press release says we're going to honor the millions of people kobe bryant influenced by releasing limited edition of, like mart items
1: of course <laughs> of course of course so
0: i'm excited for that we're gonna record that sunday night get it up monday for you um and then uh, hopefully we're back in full swing. Sean and I'll probably be here, you know, probably Tuesday, Wednesday next week to get something up for you guys. But lotteries come and gone now. It's time to get ready for the off season while we get to the playoffs. And oh by the way, the Chicago Bulls are picking fourth, baby. Woo! <laughs> Have a good night, everyone.